So, Yang, let me just tell you about the troller. This happened uh, sometime last year, and uh, I had a troller, and um, it was on my live streams, and the person made uh, uh, various statements which are not factual, and uh, then went on to actually use explicit language, um, and also made uh, some racial discrimination statements against my uh, Greek heritage and um, went on and on. I quickly took a screenshot photo with my thing and I just kept going on with my rant. I then had a look back up and the comment, comment had actually been deleted. So obviously there'd been a bit of remorse there. And what I did then is I went on to Google and I tracked the person down, contacted them on the mobile phone, and they were shocked that I'd actually gone to that trouble. Then what actually happened, and unfortunately I've left the room I was in where I'd actually written out because I've got the text messages that were sent. And they basically said, hey, I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have done it. It wasn't meant. I was pissed. I'm going through stress. And I'm not going to identify all the issues there because I don't want to identify the person for two reasons. Number one, he deleted it, but I took a snapshot. Number two, he said sorry maybe on three or four occasions um, via telephone and text messages. I wouldn't take his call. I wasn't interested in having a talk to him. And... All I'll say to you is that that is in fact one of the strategies that you can actually adopt with trollers, and that is call their bullshit, right? You call their bullshit. But I don't think that that should be people's default strategy. I don't think that that should be people's default strategy, right? This one was the fact that I was able to get a name, quickly take it and track that person down, because a lot of trollers will actually use names that can't be tracked down. So. Gangs, I'm going to let you know. And by the way, you should have seen the apologies that were coming through the text messages. Um, and it made me study the psychology of a troller. So what's the psychology of a troller? Number one. Number one is that they love the anonymity of not being able to look you in the eye, right? The ability to be able to be sitting, you know, you know on the sofa in their home or sitting in, you know, some you know, basement unit like a creep does and type away knowing that you can't look them in the eye, right? You can't look them in the eye. And for me, that is one of the reasons why trollers exist. The fact that they can be anonymous and not be faced eyeball to eyeball. The second reason why people troll, and there's a lot in the gaming community, I'm not a gamer, but I know a lot of you people that are in gaming and, and gamers actually troll other gamers is they do it for fun. They actually think it's, you know, a real big joke, right? So there's another reason why people troll. A third reason why people troll is that they're envious. And what actually happens is that when they're consuming content, for whatever reason, it's a reminder to them of all the things that they should be doing in their own life. It's a reminder to them that they, in fact, are the ones that have got the issue, right? So that's, as, hi Lisa, by the way, and, and correct, they're very toxic. Then the fourth reason 
why people troll. And this is the number one reason. The number one reason is they're dying for a reaction. They're dying for a reaction. They put the hook out and they're dying. They're dying for someone. They're dying for someone to actually get in the, com you know, bite at that. And then what they're doing is they're really, really hoping that you'll respond and they win. They get this gratification, right? They sort of get this sexual, it's not a sexual, but it's the equivalent of this, you know, oh man, I'm getting off on this. They love it. So what do you do? What do you do? Guys and girls, listen to me very carefully. You don't participate. So here is the next strategy. You be kind to them. It's weird, I know. You be kind to them. Why is this? Let me just go into here, put comments. Why do you be kind to them? Because when you're kind to them, what you're doing is putting water on fire. And they hate that. You're putting water on fire. And they hate that. Right? So, so far, let's go through. Susan says they troll because their parents never gave them enough attention. Look. There's enough evidence out there to say that a lot of people that are sick in their head are sick in their head because when they were very, very young ages, they felt unloved. And in some cases, they felt that they had been removed from the family, particularly with mothers, right? In fact, you'll see a lot of research on serial killers is that they've got this, you know, um, disorder that is a psychological fingerprint that gets into the brain at an early age that says, you are not loved, you are not wanted. And then what actually happens is they, they causes dysfunction in um, their mental being and that goes through all their life. So gang, another strategy, another strategy is humor. Humor. Humor is an interesting thing. Like you could say something along the lines is, hey, mate, I'd love to respond, but you know, my heavy Rolex on my watch means it's gonna just tire my bicep so I can't be bothered, right? Humor is another one. But without a doubt, the best, the best strategy for trollers and social media bullies is ignore, block, delete. End of story. Or what I'd often do, and don't get me wrong, I've got to tell you, there is not that many internet trollers out there. Because if you look at the amount of comments there is out there versus, you know, trolling comments, you'll notice as a percentage, it's actually not that big. It's actually not that big. So what you can do is really just not look at it. As Sanjay says, they're keyboard warriors. Just not actually look at it, right? Um, but people have got different thresholds. There are some people that have actually killed themselves over internet trollers, right? And on the other extreme, and I reckon I'm on that other extreme, I really don't care that much. I really don't care that much. And I'll tell you why. I know who I am. I know what my values are. I know what I bring to the table. So why would I actually respect the view and opinion of a person sitting in a basement flat that I don't even know that's hiding there behind a keyboard, right? So I understand that concept. So for me, often 
I won't even sort of look at it and there might be sort of, you know, comments on a Facebook or Instagram post that I don't even touch. But as a template, I would say the easiest, the easiest of all is to, you know, block, delete, ignore, end of story. It's done. Now, if you are getting the same comment come over and over again from people, I think that what you can do is say, hang on a second, like this is not a one-off and it's a common thing. Maybe go off and speak to a person that you trust as a friend or, you know, a colleague, someone that you really value their opinion and say, hey, listen, I want to just, you know, bounce something off you. You know, I keep having people say this about me, you know, what's your view, right? You know, I'm not saying that you should not discount the view that there could be a small element of truth. But overall, and I would say in 95% of the cases, you're talking about people that have put a hook out there that are dying for you to engage. And the best way for you to actually handle it is the strategies that I spoke about. Guys and girls, 2020 was a year that if you sat, sat down at your desk with a piece of paper setting your goals to 2020, um, the year eventuated far different to what you thought, like we hadn't heard of the word COVID-19. I'd like you all to do an exercise. I'd like you all, hey Russell, I'd like you all to actually, over the next day or so, on one piece of paper, write yourself a letter from the future, date of the 1st of January, 2022 and I want you to write a narrative a story maybe four paragraphs on how your life unfolded in 2021 where you talk about your physical fitness hey Bernard where you talk about your spiritual um, goals that you've got where you talk about your GCI or number of sales or number of listings you talk about where you holidayed you talk about whether you invested in real estate or in shares whether you upgraded your home, you actually do a one, maybe two pages max story. It's called the letter from the future. But here's the deal. You actually speak about it in a tense that it actually happened, that it actually occurred. And what this is going to be is this is your, your vision statement. And this then can be photographed and have on your mobile phone. And it's something that you can make reference to as the year goes by and you have to some tough, challenging times. It's really important for you to be able to look at and ask yourself, why am I doing what I'm doing? I get the deal. Real estate is not easy. You've got a gun pointing to your head on the first day of every month saying, list or you won't eat. I understand that concept is not easy. But what I can say to you is that if you can handle that, and if you've got your goals that are bigger than your obstacles, when you've got your passion that's bigger than your problems, when you've got a compelling vision that springs you out of bed every Monday morning because you know that you've got this one or two page vision of what you want your life to look like, you're going to end up finding that you're going to actually make that extra call, that you're going to actually, you know, wake up that extra half hour earlier, that you're actually going to, you know, curate and present even better content that you had in previous years because you've actually got this compelling vision of what you want your life to look like. And I don't care what anyone says. 
Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not one of these people that believes that success is all just in visions and thoughts. But if if you've got a compelling vision of what you want your life like to look like in the future, you're actually going to drift in that direction. And you're going to do that both consciously and you're going to do it subconsciously. And what will happen is that you'll just make better decisions. And when you make better decisions in life, it basically means that your behaviors are better because better actions come from better choices. And if you make better actions, you're going to get better results. And fundamentally, all I'm sort of saying to you is that it's really, really hard to have a great life if you don't actually know what a great life is for you. That's what this is all about. So guys and girls, in summarizing, those of you that are going back to work tomorrow, you've got a one week or two week advantage of the rest of the marketplace. Go in there and hit the phones early and let people know that, you know, January and February are great times to be actually on the market and selling. Anyway, guys and girls, letting you know, by the way, hey, Lisa, how are you? Lisa, looking forward to seeing you soon and working with you. Hey, Manos, gang, letting you know, those of you that are pumped in a consuming real estate content, the Real Estate Gym 2021 is open. You go to realestategym.com.au. It's uh, about 10 bucks a week. That's what it works out to. And you can pay monthly or yearly. I'd love to be able to bring you into my inner real estate world where you basically get this kind of content, but real estate specific. Guys and girls, I'm signing off. Have a great night.